All right, here we are. Welcome back to episode two of the Dad Podcast. I'm joined today with my co-host Stephen Leung and special guest Will Camone today. Dad uh, bods. one of the best dad bods around town. And today we have some more hot takes. This is still June third, two thousand eighteen. We are still in Seaside Heights. We just couldn't refuse a second episode of the podcast this early in the night. After watching a performance like that unfold on the floor, yes, sir. have to get back on. Steph Curry, nine three-pointers. Kevin, nine three-pointers. He's dry I am as straight as an arrow, but if I were gay, <laughs> Steph Curry would be the man for me. So that's a hot <laughs> take for right off the bat. Right off the bat, we're getting into the hot takes. Right, right off the bat. But this, this man is... Scoring 33 points in a game and 27 of them are off of three-pointers. And LeBron was crying like a little bitch. Will Camone is a LeBron James fan, Huge so LeBron we're fan. putting him on the hot seat right now. So, Will, what do you think about LeBron crying like a little bitch? What happened? He, he's emotional. He's passionate about his city, about his team. You know, He wants to pull doves. Is he passionate about his city if he's leaving next year? He's do we know agent. if he's leaving? He's free agent. I think he could leave, agent. but at the same time, All right, what's your take? He's got to win titles. For LeBron James trade to get that Lance Ball connection. No one's gonna trade. No one's gonna trade for LeBron. Hold on. We're joined again by Declan Doherty. Just walked in the room. Just walked in the room. This is Dad Podcast, episode two, still June third, two thousand eighteen. I have something that I want to address. Okay. I was not listening to the previous conversation, so I, I actually do not know what the right. conversation was about, but I have something I'm gonna bring up. I find it preposterous yep. that people assume LiAngelo Ball has a spot on the Lakers when he has not proven himself at a competitive yeah. level. You can't play in a B League internationally, right. not even playing on your college. A triple B sponsor. A triple yeah. B sponsor. They have you the logo on the court. <laughs> but because of family connections, that is insane that you can get a spot on a G League team right. when there are players busting their ass every day, undrafted, second round, First round, you got people like Alex Caruso, Texas A&M. This man is balding because he wants to be on the Lakers so bad. Okay, and you just gonna have Leah's little ball? You tell me, Lando's gonna come in at 19 years old? That is a gas. There's, I could literally name 10 players off the top of my head in college who are higher productive scorers than Leandro Ball. He's a gas. He's not worth. Playing competitively, if he proves himself in college, we can have this conversation again. But personally, I think it is ridiculous that he is even considered for an NBA slash G League spot. When there are, I can name seventy players off the top of my head who are more. It's a lot of players. Seventy is a lot. lot of players. Seventy is a bit much. Well, I was yeah. thinking the draft is sixty players. Plus ten. So there, are, you're telling we me like four for eight on that. There are so many more. He would not even play at UCLA, oh, no, a team that's ranked outside the top twenty-five. Right. Every single person on a top team would be drafted ahead of him. And it is insane. It is ridiculous. It is preposterous that he's, that their father, Leandro Ball's father, is trying to threaten the Lakers by using his older son. More as successful some, son. More, more successful son. Who proved. proved himself at the college level, so that's why he's playing. He assumes it's a brand name. That's not true. That is not true. He got drafted because he proved himself as a pass-first point guard who can survive in the top-level league. You're right. Well, here's the thing. Well, if if Leangelo Ball goes to the Lakers, what's the situation with LeBron? Is he coming to the Lakers with Leangelo Ball? But he's not going to be on the team. He's not going to make the team. If he makes the team, the NBA is the worst league of all time. Completely agree. They're letting an entrepreneur run their league from an outside source. That's what 
LeVar Ball is. How are you going to be a professional franchise and let a father dictate your team? Who you draft? How? You're telling me me that the – so who went third overall? Lonzo went second. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. You're telling me Jason Tatum wouldn't have been a better fit in Los Angeles than Lonzo Ball? Jason Tatum has already proven himself as an elite scorer in the league in pressure situations. Exactly. In game sevens, in late games, semi-conference finals. Conference finals. He's a good player. He's a good player. He posterized LeBron. He did. Honestly, LeBron on he's not a, on first overall. He does not he's act like a rookie. Hey. Jason Tatum might have been. Markel Fultz. You're redraft. Biggest bust of the Biggest draft. Biggest bust. You redraft. I'm giving him time. You redraft right now. Jason Tatum is number one. Lonovan Mitchell is number two. Top five. Is Lonzo a top five pick? Larry right Markin. Another great Markman. rookie. Can you make first or second team? No. I don't know. I don't know. Another thing is Ben Simmons a rookie? No. As Declan Doherty is exiting the room, he states that. Ben Simmons is not a rookie. Mike, welcome to the Dad Podcast. We're recording episode two. I don't know if you want to be present for this, but this is some. Yeah, this is some hot takes. Would you like to chime in? Um, I do not follow basketball, and I'm extremely tired. Okay. You can catch me next season. Fair enough. Yes, sir. Got another topic I need to address. All right, what's that? Capitals is Doris Burke hot? Oh yes. No, no, no. Doris Burke. Doris Burke is hot. One of the most attractive, non-attractive females on the reporting market right now. I like Doris Burke. I have why a crush on Drake Doris Burke. A, why do you think Drake has a crush on her? I hate Drake, but I have a crush on Doris Burke. I'm not going to lie. She gets she gets shadowed, but it's I think it's for good reason. There are other people who are always on when she's on that look better than right. her. No, but hey, dude, it's all about those hidden gems, Will. You're telling me Doris Burke comes on to you. You're uh, walking away? Uh-oh. Obviously not. She's got that guap. Yeah, right. that's I'm the trying thing. to get that guap. That's the thing. Oh, you trying to... You're trying <laughs> to... So, so, up without no prenup. Uh, exactly. Get half real quick. She's on television. So Why can't I be on television, So you're too? saying the only reason you would consider uh, having... what? What's the word I'm looking for? Sex. Intercourse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Doris Burke is because she has money. Because she has money. I do not find her attractive. Well, you know what? We're not. Uh, I did say my name in the last podcast, yeah, but yes. this is. You know what? Hey, this is this, this is hot gross. takes. This is hot takes. It's hot takes. Hot takes. If you can't handle the hot take, don't listen. Get out of the kitchen. Get out of the kitchen. Get out of the kitchen. I'm not gonna lie. We're in the kitchen for a reason. If we brought Thomas Hussey in this room, yeah, he would love Doris Burke. You think? He's big about those thick white women. Yeah, yeah not crummy. Hussey would be all over. Them. Be all I mean, I'm all about it. All, all about it. So, all right. Next topic. What's our next topic? I think we talk a little NHL. A little NHL? Can you talk NHL? I can talk NHL. Steve, can you talk NHL? Oh, I, can, I can talk NHL again. Okay, here we go. Question. Is the NHL worse than the NBA? What the fuck? Because an expansion team made the Stanley Cup Finals. Absolutely that, not. Absolutely not. Makes no. the NHL 100 times more. 10 attractive. times better. I think that the fact that guys the teams gave away yeah. collectively got together and made a championship and have the chance to win a title that's it's exquisite the things the mighty ducks and i don't know what the fuck exactly it sounds familiar it shows the heart of nhl hockey baby that's true it NHL does it really does we're talking with drew yeah. shanley here yeah three-year varsity starter where yeah we State have champion. uh i'd like to welcome drew shanley to the dad podcast uh he had an assist in the state oh, yeah. championship game 
for the last state championship ever won by Morristown High School. Uh, unbelievable player and avid NHL fan. Uh, and do would you like to include anything about the NHL in uh, addition to what you said? Uh, well, there's going to be a new team. They're coming out of the second expansion draft. No? That's fair. Yeah. So I'm thinking. I think year. they have the same same shot as the Golden Knights to uh, win the Stanley Cup final. Depends on the players they get. Depends on the players they get. If they get shit fucking shit, no. Yeah. Listen, listen. They need uh, warriors. That's you what they you have. can match for me right now. No. You can match for me right now because I'm gonna explain myself. The sport of hockey. I'm not touching it. The sport of hockey. It's bred in the culture that you play through. That toughness is the, like, main part of hockey. Okay. Yeah. That's why hockey players, hockey players are literally wired differently. They're wired to compete more than any other sport. Because it is bred into them, in the culture. You play through everything. It's gotta be in the water. It's gotta be in the water. It's yeah. everything. They, they fight in their sport. They stick up for each other. And all I'm saying is that hockey, because of this culture... The hockey players are willing to fight through everything. They're literally, they are willing to die for their teammates because of this inbred like instinct to fight each other. Inbred. To stand up for each other. Inbred. <laughs> <laughs> hockey players <laughs> are let's, let's change the conversation yeah. now. I, I didn't know the NHL was <laughs> on the it all ends about that kind of stuff. Hockey players are inbred. I didn't that's know why it was a family think, corporation. <laughs> I think that's why it seemed like Vegas. When they bond together, they're bond. They're bond. Yes. What kind of bond? When they're drafted, and, and, and bond. Yeah. bond together. No, when the Vegas hockey players are drafted, they're a bunch of like stranded Bondage. people who weren't accepted <laughs> by their team. When they bond together, they're a bunch of tough guys who will play for each other, who bunch feel outcast, who feel outcasted by the league, who have something to play for. Guys getting together, they have, right? <laughs> they have a chip on their shoulder. And I feel like we can, uh, like, either we can at least debate it, we can have a conversation. I think that that's why they have a chip on their shoulder. They're together as a team. They're a unit. Nobody believed in them. They were, what, 501 odds to win? You're right. You put a dollar on them, you're making 500%. Exactly. So they have that set, like, that little chip on their shoulder to motivate them to, to be good. This is my huge question on the NHL, and I think this will wrap up our NHL segment. If this expansion team wins the Stanley Cup this year, yes. and we see an expansion team... There will the, be a 30 and, for 30. And hang on, hang on. No, I'm not talking 30 for 30 Just yet. Just saying. Not yet. There will be a 30 for 30. We, all, we could have told you that from the I beginning. I think there still will be one, even, even if they lose. Even if they lose. This is a little money ball action of the NHL. Yeah. Okay, but let me address this question. Let me address this question. If this team wins the Stanley Cup two years down the road when there's another expansion team... Do we see another thing like this? Is this a once-in-a-lifetime thing? Hang on, let me finish the question before you respond. And then, if that expansion team is good, do you think expansion teams are going to be the future of all sports? Because we did see this with the Jacksonville Jaguars, when the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Carolina Panthers, a couple of other programs that were expansion programs that did initially well. So what do you think about expansion programs doing well? Okay, so listen... I think it depends on the sport. I think basketball is hard because you need such an impact player. You watch how LeBron carried the Cavs this year. When you have an elite player, they can carry your team. I think hockey is more about numbers, having quality players over a stretch of uh, a stretch of the roster, basically. So I think football, it kind of is, is a weird blend in between, where if you have a quality quarterback, 
I think coaches are more important in football than any other sport. Exactly. Psych! (laughs) His rookie year. I'm saying if you have the right coach, the right system, if you have a decent quarterback, like a Mark Sanchez type, not even someone that good. But if you have the right. We're talking Mark Sanchez. That's a high. Okay, rookie year. Two straight years he went to the conference championship prior to the butt fumble. Top 25 quarterback in the worst section. Okay, so listen. If you have the the Jack, the Jack, the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? They have the right coach. They have the right quarterback. They have the right system. They play together. It's possible. It's not possible in some sports. If there's an expansion NBA team right now, they would be awful. They'd be like the Brooklyn Nets times ten. They'd be awful. NHL is different. Brooke Lopez is one of my favorite players in the NBA. <laughs> He's on the Sorry, Lakers. yes. You've watched how, you've <laughs> watched how, the Nets. You've watched how the, the Golden Knights right right. have been able to like ex- have been able to progress through the postseason because they have numbers and they have decent players. When you have decent players in numbers, it makes a difference in hockey. Not every sport is like that. Football is a weird blend in between basketball and hockey, where depending on the type of players you have and the type of system, if your players are motivated enough. Think both times that the Giants won the Super Bowl. Were they the best team in the league? Absolutely no. not. No. Nine and eight. They're they had the right nine, coach. Nine they had the right veterans. Michael Strahan seven. willed them to a championship. They played against their most underdogs ever in like almost any other sport. 2007 against the Patriots. XLII. Right. But Michael Strahan and captains and coaches willed them. They took, like, they were excited the fact that they were underdogs. Yeah. And they fought through. Well. And they won the championship. So it depends on the sport and the leadership and the coaches you have. Well, let me let me let me mention that Super Bowl real quick. First off, I would apo- like to apologize. Uh, I stated that I am a Giants fan, but I misstated the facts on their record of that year. We these are unscripted. These are unscripted podcasts. We have no fact sheets to go off of. But what I would like to say about that Super Bowl was it was a battle of the it was the battle of the lines. Absolutely. They gave Eli time. And they got to Brady. That was the formula to win that game. Everybody knows that. And right now, the issue with the Giants, I don't, want, I don't like going off on giant tangents. Like, not giant tangents, like long tangents. I'm talking like New York Giants football tangents. But they're focusing on the playmakers. They're not focusing on the down and dirty guys. And that's their formula for Super Bowl success. Eli Manning can't be on the ground this year. Absolutely. He won't make it the whole year. And who you got on the backup? Well, Geno Smith, no longer. But you got Davis Webb. Willie's friend. They got, yeah. Friend we of actually, the yeah, of the program. we have a friend of the program. Hopefully, we're going to try and get Davis Webb on here. That would be a goal of this podcast. That would be, that would be crazy. We have a connection that That's might true. potentially be able to make something like that happen. But you got Davis Webb, Kyle Lauletta as well. Yes, rookie pick. Out of Richmond. Richmond. That is a sleeper pick. He was supposed to be one of the top quarterbacks. Yeah, but here's the thing. You can't have a successful quarterback without a successful offensive line. And Eric Flowers will not cut it. Nope. At left tackle. At left tackle. They signed someone this offseason. Nate Solder. And I also think second-round pick Will Hernandez. I I think he could be a big body in the middle of that line. If we're talking offensive line, steals. He's the number one. He looks very good. He looks very good. He's a big body, and he's a good player, too. But you got to think, no Justin Pugh. Justin Pugh's out of the picture. Weston Richburg, out of the picture. Those are the two solid guys on that offensive line, and now they're gone. So who do you have stepping up now? You have... uh, Brett Jones. Brett Jones, Chad Wheeler, 
Nate Solder. Eric Flowers. Nate Solder. That's a ragtag team of linemen. Not trusted. But Will Not Hernandez. Proven. Will Hernandez and Nate Solder. One, Nate Solder needs to prove on the Giants that he can play in the Giants system as well. at left tackle. That's a huge position this year. That's a huge gap to fill. Will Hernandez, offensive guard. Do you put him at right guard to start the season? I think with Will, Saquon Barkley. Will has more. Here. Will would definitely have more yeah. expertise. Will's a down in the trenches guy. I think that Saquon is going to free up a lot of space because he is a playmaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the Giants have good potential at O line. And I could see the whole team playing better because of a running back. I I think, I think so Eric too. Flowers at right tackle is the right move right now. Yeah. See how he plays. And then if they have to give other guys a shot, they give other guys a shot. Last year they put Pew in at right tackle. That worked out while he was healthy. Worked out okay. We've got to see how the line plays. You know, see how these rookies do. See how other guys do. And then There's a lot of question marks. But the is. thing is, I'm going to be honest with you. If, you know, I know it's hard to switch between offensive line positions, but Eric Flowers looks like a left guard to me. He, he I, looks like a left guard I've been saying it for years. That guy's big. Let's put him inside. He Let's looks see what he like can an do. offensive guard. I don't think he's the best pass blocker. No. Let's get him down dirty in That's the That's what game. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like I love. I would like to see him at left guard, but, hey, I'm no GM. Exactly. I'm no GM. We're not out there. Exactly. So we are uh, about to close up on this. We're about a 17-minute uh, mark right now. We like to keep these episodes nice and, uh, nice and tight. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. I'd like to thank Will for getting on the podcast. Uh, Drew for getting on the podcast as well. Uh, this was a very successful podcast once again. Uh, stay tuned. This is the Dad Podcast signing off at 1738. See ya.